Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco. This is episode 158 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lucas Kaser to discuss the TCK Pod Listener League recap of week 13, and we dive into the fantasy football playoffs. Week 14 is upon us. TCK Pod Listener League playoff seedings are set. We go through that. We recap last week. We dive into the playoffs, talk about the number one and two seed, Big friends of the podcast, we give them shouts out, of course. Find out where I ended up. We got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Playoff time here for the TCK Pod Listener League. We are officially in the fantasy football playoffs. The regular season is behind us. We are going to recap week 13 and then we are going to take a break and dive into the playoffs. We only have two active matchups because we have two members on by. Those two members are friends of the podcast, um, been here guests for a long time this season, one of them with us tonight. Lucas Kaser back in the place. Lucas, how are we doing tonight, buddy? I mean, not to be cocky or anything, but it's kind of nice to have a bye. I'll tell you what. It is nice, and uh, – Chris has the other buy. Chris, our man from the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. He's been on the podcast a handful of times the last few weeks. And uh, make sure you go check them out too um, at uh, the Commission FFP on all social medias. They have a great podcast as well. Go check them out. Um, but yeah, man, it is nice to have that to have that buy. I do not have the buy. I did sneak into the playoffs, but I do not have the buy. So I'm active this week uh, trying to keep my playoff hopes alive. We'll get into those matchups after the break, but first. Let's dive back a week, recap everybody's matchups and kind of fill everybody in on how the last week of the season went down and how everybody made it into the playoffs. So I'll dive into my matchup first between myself and the defending champ, Drew Missick, who unfortunately is going to be missing the playoffs this year in the TCK Pod Listener League, but he won the league last year. Um, this was a very, very close game. I ended up getting the win 125 to 122. But this was this was very <laughs> nerve-wracking for me. Basically, it came down to I had Dalvin Cook, and he had the Minnesota defense. Dalvin Cook started strong, but, of course, he got hurt, and he went out. And when he fumbled on his injury, he ended up uh, going below the – Minnesota defense and basically Russell Wilson scored a couple more touchdowns to lower the Minnesota's defense's total and ended up uh, getting me to the top there. So just snuck away with the 125-122 win. Dak with 26 points, James White with 36, and Devontae Adams with 24. Everybody else pretty mediocre. I had Ronald Jones. We all know how that went down. Eight yards, no points, and he was out of the game. Zach Ertz, Gallup, uh, Jonathan Williams, um, Dallas defense, 
not doing much for me. My bench was pretty killer. I had Rashad Penny, Raheem Mostert, Curtis Samuel, Dallas Goddard, Madison, and Marvin Jones on the bench, everybody going off. So my bench was almost better than my starting roster. But I got 125. On the other side, Drew Misick, Lamar Jackson, 24, Gurley, 18, Allen Robinson, 22, Adrian Peterson, 15, and Will Lutz, 17 points, but just not enough. So I did escape with the victory and made it into the playoffs. We'll go over the standings and the seedings in a little bit. Uh, Lucas, you had a big win here uh, to wrap up that um, first round bye, man, and number one seed overall. Congratulations. Why don't you run through uh, your matchup from last week? Yeah, um, I won 145 to 96 over People's Republic, who I'm not for sure uh, if it was. They, they also backed into the playoffs, even with the loss. Yep. So I wasn't for sure if like that was a close game. I guess I didn't really look at the standings based on like points he scored or whatnot. But um, kind of a lot of my players all had really good matchups this week. So I'm hoping that's not a uh, last time that happens for the rest of the season. I'm hoping. So it was kind <laughs> of a, it was a not needed week for that to happen. And it did. Um, I actually needed 153, I think, to be the highest um, score on the season because we have a incentive attached to that. And now that I look at it, I guess I'll just run through my roster. I had Jared Goff against Arizona. Uh, that was for sure, just a one-week play. I already dropped him. Just a matchup play. Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette. I uh, played Lockett, and what I was going to say was, if I paid more attention to the whole sickness deal, I probably would have thrown in Kareem Hunt and the flex, and I would have got the 153 now that I think about it. Wow. Too late now. Um, Julian Edelman, Kyle Rudolph, start of the week. Mike Evans, uh, Devontae Parker throwing up the 34. Um, and my Eagles defense, minus one. And Tucker with nine. For Daniel, he had Russell Wilson with 24. Saquon, 19. Carlos Hyde, 10. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a good bounce back week at uh, 16. Sorry. Marquise Brown had the one against your Niners. George Kittle, three. Cooper Cup, 14. Or shoot, I'm in the wrong side. 18. Christian Kirk with five, Packers D nine, and Michael Bagley with eight. It was close. He didn't have enough on his bench to surpass you, so you would have gotten the win anyway. But uh, he did – People's Republic did back into the playoffs. Even with the loss, he ended up getting the sixth seed. So he stays alive there. Um, let's break down the rest of these matchups. I'll go first here. Um, this is between Julio Daddy and Dude, getting Odell. Unfortunately, both of these guys missing the playoffs this year. Uh, Dude, you're getting Odell – Gets the win, 155 to 103. Aaron Rodgers, 35 points. Joe Mixon, 16. Devin Singletary, 18. D-Hop, uh, 17. Kenny Holiday, 25. Um, TJ Hawkinson before going out on IR, unfortunately. Seven points. DK Metcalf, 11. Debo Samuel, 14. And Patriots defense, only four. Matt Prater, eight. He also had Darius Geis and Robbie Anderson on the bench putting up big points there as well. So he had one of his better performances of the season in the last week of the season. Good to go out, you know, guns a-blazing, but unfortunately um, not going to be enough this year to make the playoffs. Um, got the win over Julio Daddy, Matt Ryan, 21 points. LaShawn McCoy, 12. Larry Fitz, 11. Witten with 18. He got his six for 42 and a touchdown, his best game of the season there. Russell Gage, nice last-minute play there, five for 52 and a touchdown for 16 points. He had uh, Duke Johnson on the bench with 19, but it wouldn't have been enough anyway. So, uh, dude, you're getting Odell. Finishes on a high note over Julio Daddy, um, but unfortunately both guys will be missing the playoffs this year. Um, next up we have 
uh, Chris uh, with a new team name, of course, the sky has fallen, which of course is reference to me getting beat by him again last week uh, for the second time this year. Um, but they get the win big over Nuke took a Duke. So um, the commish FFP boys get that uh, first round by with you, Lucas, um, you just beat them out for the number one seed, but they do get the first round by and uh, Nuke took a Duke, unfortunately missing the playoffs, but please run down uh, their matchup for us. Yep, for uh, Nuke took a Duke, uh, he was towards the bottom of the league, just kind of had a lackluster team besides McCaffrey, uh, just in terms of, I don't know, hit or miss guys here and there. But he had the negative three points, Nick Foles in his lineup this week. Uh, Montgomery and McCaffrey put up good, I mean, good numbers, but not good for McCaffrey, both at 16. John Brown, Will Fuller, Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Brandon Cooks, Saints and the Houston kicker, uh, Fairbairn. And I guess kind of what I was saying, I could see why his team didn't do so hot as he had guys like AJ Green, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks. So on paper, it looked good to start the year, but we all know how that went um, towards the end of the year. For the – well, he probably changed his team name again this week. But for Chris, his new, he had uh, – at this time, this guy is falling. He had Drew Brees with 13, Le'Veon Bell 10, Nick Chubb, eight. Uh, he had D.D. Westbrook had a nice game. Crowder decided to stop catching 10 balls a game only with two. Mark Andrews, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Bears D, and Greg Zerline. How about, how about R. Woods on the bench there? And, and Ryan Fitzmagic. Oof. And the Rams D. Yikes. Yikes. He, That's some man, managerial, managerial misses there. Yeah, he might have been able – I guess I thought I didn't even look at it. He might have been able to overtake me for – or I guess overtake uh, Paul for most points. I'm not for sure the gap, but. Oh, well, I'm just looking really quick. Oh, no, here. he's way behind. He's like 200 put. Oh, this man has the least amount of points scored against him. <laughs> Tony one seed. I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, that's, that's the beauty of fantasy football, right? And actually, uh, to Chris's credit, I know he'd, you know, he'd be all about us busting his balls here on the, on the podcast. It's all in good fun, but. To his credit, he, I believe, in their home league, if I remember correctly, they actually do it point-based. So it's not necessarily just head-to-head, which I like a lot in fantasy. If you have enough guys who take it serious the whole season, I like the point-based system. The issue with that I see right away is if you're out, then you can – my thing is the bottom like four to six teams like halfway through the season, if you're already – 500 points out of the playoffs you're just going to shut it down which i think sucks you know we see teams all the time who are one and four oh and five two and six rally five in a row and make the playoffs you know what i'm saying because you get better matchups so that's kind of tough but to chris's defense he did you know he he does have some of the lowest points in the league uh but again it's all about who you play that particular week he got the wins but he has 62 82 points on the bench with Robert Woods uh Fitzmagic and uh Rams defense there so he did get the win by 20 anyway but um he's good a side note I want to make here though Nuke took a Duke I'm pretty sure when we previewed this last week we mentioned that he has Nick Foles Daniel Jones or I'm sorry Nick Foles Derek Carr and Josh Allen he has three quarterbacks and we talked about that and then I think we decided which quarterback we would play and I'm pretty sure we unanimous, unanimously chose Josh Allen. Um, he played Nick Foles, of course, who got benched and had negative three. Josh Allen had 25, 
I think that would have possibly gotten him right. to win if you played one. Josh one Allen. There. Holy That's shit. Crazy. That sucks. <laughs> he, was he one game out of the playoffs? Or no, he was – well, kind of. He could have he could have potentially slid in there, but Chris definitely would have actually it would have, it would have definitely changed things up. Nuke could have yeah, potentially sure. slid in, and I think Chris would have fallen. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, the Commission FFP uh, gets the W by twenty three and moves on up at the top with the first round bye. So those guys have the week off. Next up, my opponent for this week, Hayden Zeke, gets a big win, slides into the playoffs, knocking out the runner-up from last year, um, Charlotte Regular Nawa, and um, falls him down to the, the uh, third seed. So he's playing this week. However, I do believe that Charlotte Regular Nawa won the points title in our league. We do have an incentive for that. So congratulations to him um, there. But he gets upset this week by Hayden Zeke, and I will be playing him. We'll cover that after the break. Hayden Zeke gets the win, 137 to 113. Plays Trubisky, gets 300 plus and three touchdowns for 29 points. Uh, Chris Carson and Ridley each have 17, Keenan Allen 18, Hollister 10, Cole Beasley 23, but just uh, six from Aaron Jones, seven for, or eight from Damian uh, Darrell Williams. Yes, Darrell Williams, just double checking. I was like, Damian Williams didn't play. Um, Chargers defense and Lambeau with five. Not much on the bench. He did have Carson Wentz with 30, but Trubisky put up 29 anyway. So Hayden Zeke with a big win there. And on the other side, uh, Nawa did have a couple big players. He had Jameis Winston as his quarterback, putting up 10 points. He had Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady in the same game on his bench. Both teams over 30 points could have potentially gotten him the win or helped out his cause there, but he didn't have that. Mark Ingram, just seven. Melvin Gordon, 12. Michael Thomas, a uh, rare 10. He'll bounce back, I'm sure. Um, Amari Cooper, 16. Travis Kelsey, 14. Uh, DJ Moore, 19, Jamal Williams, 10, Carolina defense, five, and uh, Harrison Butker, 10. Um, and then, again, on the bench, the two quarterbacks. But he also said um, uh, Pittsburgh's defense with 14 over uh, and putting Carolina there. So lost a couple points there. But nonetheless, Charlotte Regan was still in the playoffs playing this week um, against the People's Champ and uh, – excuse me, the People's Republic. And then I have Hayden Zeke for my opponent as well. So big names there. And then um, two more players that just missed the playoffs this year, but valiant efforts from both Pelkey Pelkey and Prickly Pears making a uh, <clears throat> dogfight effort to get back in the playoffs. They just missed out, but great seasons from both of those guys. Um, Lucas, why don't you knock us down on those, and then we'll take a quick break and come back for uh, the playoff preview. Yep. Prickly players uh, beat Palky Palky by eight. Uh, good matchup, both kind of higher end scoring uh, teams on the week. Prickly players had Kyler Murray with 12. Uh, Zeke and Sanders had a good combo there going. Miles Sanders. He had Chris Godwin and OBJ with kind of uh, underwhelming weeks. And then he had Darren Waller, who seems to – be a top five tight end whenever Hunter Renfro does not play. He had 17. He had the uh, the Steelers flex duo of James Washington and Benny Snell, both at nice weeks. And then he had Jaguars defense going against his kicker, uh, Matt Gay for the Buccaneers. For Pokey Pokey, uh, he, Patrick Mahomes, uh, 21, uh, very solid week uh, for Mahomes there. He had uh, Derrick Henry and Sonny Michelle. Uh, I like to call that the running backs that can't catch duo. There, the uh, Derek Henry 22, Michelle 4, Landry and Cortland Sutton at the receiver with Jared Cook, uh, Tyreek Hill on the flex just to show off a little bit, 
And I think he forgot to check his lineup because he played Callum Balazs in the second flex. Um, Redskins. D he was a – yeah, he was a late scratch there. Yeah, and then Redskins D, I don't know if he meant to do that, but it worked for 13. And then Austin Siebert uh, for the Browns kicker with seven. Ooh, nice bench too. Alshon Jeffrey, Jack Doyle picking up big points there. So that is the week 13 recap. That's the final week of the regular season. We have a 12-team league. We have six teams making the playoffs. I'm going to go over the seating in just a minute. Um, but I wanted to first, before we take a break, just once again um, send – ultimate gratitude to everybody that signed up for the league this year. Um, I personally just really appreciate everybody uh, being active in this league, having a lot of fun. We had some great trades. We had every team competitive. Um, even, you know, the teams in the bottom of the league had some big wins throughout the season, got hit by injuries. That's just how it goes. And as you can see, some of the top teams aren't necessarily the best team on paper. It's just how it works out on um, the matchup. So I appreciate everybody being involved in this league. I'm going to open it up again next year for the 2020 TCK Pod Listener League. Um, I won't start accepting official submissions probably – in I would say maybe April, May after the NFL draft when we start getting back into it heavy. So um, hold tight on that. I'm going to actually hit up a couple of times about people wanting in for next year. I appreciate that. I will definitely log you down and make a list and keep everybody in mind, but I'll open up formal submissions for the TCK Pod Listener League in 2020, probably after the NFL draft. So stay tuned to that and I'll make some uh, notes about it. But thanks again to everybody uh, being a part of this league. It's a lot of fun. And um, the six playoff teams officially are Lucas up at the number one seed. Congratulations, my man. Uh, Chris with the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. Shout-outs to our boys out east um, with the number two seed. They both have a bye, taking it off easy this week. Charlotte Regular Nawa, the defending runner-up from last year, third seed. Myself at the four seed. Hayden Zeke, my opponent this week in the five seed, and the People's Republic sliding in the back door to uh, make it in as the uh, sixth seed on the year. So those are our six playoff teams. After the break, we'll get into the playoff preview for um, the first week of the TCK Pod Listener League playoffs. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, Twitter at tck underscore pod, Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's Start Sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. 
Anchor's the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call. And we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, let's dive into these matchups, man. It's going to be a fun round one. So again, Lucas and Chris have the honors of having the week off. Congratulations. Um, What are you going to do on your bye week? Well, me and Chris both moved all of our players to the bench to give them their uh, their well-deserved rest. And now I have to focus on my other like seven leagues in the playoffs. <laughs> awesome. How many leagues do you have total that uh, you're full into? Um, trying to think. I have four redraft and I have like six dynasty, but three of the dynasty teams that just tore apart. So I guess you could say like, yeah, I guess I would that make seven because I made the playoffs in every league except for the ones that I'm rebuilding in for dynasty. Excellent. Nice. And are all those uh, similar 12-team PPRs? Uh, one of them is my family league, and we just have six. It's kind of a, like a – we start oh, cool. like 15 people and super – like we score like 300 points a week just kind of for fun. Uh, even the uh, one with Nick and then one of my friends and then the Dynasty ones are kind of all over the place. Excellent. And that is Nick Urcolano with Big Dogs Got to Eat Fantasy Football, BDGE. Make sure you check them out. Great friends of the podcast. I was very honored to have him on for the 100th episode um, many moons ago. It feels like a long time ago now, uh, but just, uh, what, 57 episodes ago. Um, shout out to my boy, Nick. And I know that, uh, Lucas, you've been working with him for quite a while as well. Shouts out to those guys. Um, that's awesome, man. I wish you well in the rest of your leagues, too. I am in five formal leagues um, for not including the TCK pod listener league. And I made the playoffs in three of those five. The other two, I was just hit by injuries, unfortunately. And that's how it goes. But in those three leagues, I'm in the playoffs and looking to make a run here. Uh, Let's dive into it, man. We've got two big matchups this week. Of course, you and Chris have the buys. So we only have four teams rolling in the playoffs this week. Let's cover those. Um, I'll go over my matchup and then you can go over the people's Republic and Charlotte regular Nawa. I'm going to go with Dak Prescott, who I'm not crazy about at quarterback against Chicago tonight on Thursday Night Football. But the streaming options on our waiver in this particular league, Eli Manning, who's now getting the start for the Giants. Not crazy about that. Uh, Kyle Allen, um, not crazy there either. And uh, there's some other non-upside guys uh, that I think I just want to ride the floor of Dak and shoot for that upside as well against a banged-up secondary for the Bears and Prince of Mukamura. Uh, Their star cornerback is doubtful for this game. So if he misses, that's going to help out Amari and Michael Gallup as well. I have Dalvin Cook in my lineup right now as my running back. Of course, if he's healthy, I will play him. I'm a little concerned. Uh, Of course, he had the shoulder diagnosis uh, after the game. 
um, Monday night, but then he has kind of a, a lingering chest injury from a few weeks ago against the Broncos. So I'm not sure what's going on with him. Either way, I think he gets limited. So I will play Dalvin if he suits up. But I have um, Alexander Madison as well, who all Dalvin Cook owners should have. And I am very, very tempted to play him as well because I think regardless, Cook will be limited. And Madison could get uh, an extra bulk of the carries, especially later in the game, if they're blowing out the Lions, which they could do for sure at home in Minnesota. So as of right now, I do have Dalvin Cook in my lineup, but that might change late Sunday, depending on how things go. Next up, I have James White, who always stays in the lineup. I like him against the uh, Chiefs, 32nd against the run. Of course, they'll use him out of the pass as well. Um, I like James White a lot. Uh, Devonta Adams, Michael Gallup is a questionable um, against the Bears, but again, if Amukamara sits, I will play Gallup. I've got Ertz and Goddard. I'm going to roll with Ertz this week against the Giants, and I've got Marvin Jones and Zach Paschal. I picked up off of waivers against the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay, 32nd against the pass. I'm going to go with the Cowboys defense against the Bears and Young Way Koo as my kicker. I do have Matt Breida, Alexander Madison, as I mentioned, Goddard, as I mentioned, Curtis Samuel. Ronald Jones, who I'm worried about, Raheem Mostert, and Rashad Penny on my bench. The only other guys I would consider is Madison, potentially. And I am also considering Rashad Penny, too, but I don't know who I would take out in my flex. So that's my team. Prescott, Cook, uh, White, Adams, Gallup, Ertz, Marvin Jones, Pascal, Cowboys, Defense, and Young Way Koo. So hopefully I can get the win against my opponent. Hayden Zeke on the other side, going with Carson Wentz, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson. Um Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Jacob Hollister, Cole Beasley, Anthony Miller, Houston defense against the Broncos, and Mason Crosby. He's also got on the bench Marlon Mack if he's healthy, uh, Latavius Murray, um, and Garner Minshew potentially. Um, I got to be honest, dude. I really like his roster. (laughs) Um, I'm not crazy about Carson Wentz just because I'm not in general, but Aaron Jones against Washington. I think this is a nice bounce back game for him. I like Chris Carson, even with Rashad Penny in the mix. Calvin Ridley uh, should be nice. Keenan Allen should be fine. Hollister, Beasley's been great. Anthony Miller's been great uh, recently. So it'll be a tough matchup, man. I'm hoping my guys show up and uh, we can continue continue the race. Uh, Last year I got knocked up in the uh, semifinals. Um, But – Hopefully we get a little bit deeper this year. So best of luck in good sportsmanship to hide and Zeke, of course. Um, but I'm hoping I can take that down uh, in the first matchup there. Uh, can you please break down the defending runner up uh, and good friend of the podcast, Charlotte Regulanawa and um, former uh, and still somewhat active um, co-host of the podcast as well. Uh, our man, Daniel, who will be back um, next season. Uh, the People's Republic. So two good friends of the podcast going at it this week <clears throat> with the People's Republic and Charlotte Regulanawa. Lucas, can you break this down for us? Yeah, uh, before I have one question. So if you yes, win, do you automatically play me or do I play lowest seed? <clears throat> to be honest with you, I think about this every single season and I never remember what actually happens. Um, I want to believe that it goes the way that it should in that you are the number one seed, so you always play the lowest seed. I don't know that that 100% happens. You're asking that because in – just for obviously listeners that aren't seeing this, in the bracket, it looks like the winner of Hayden Zeke and myself, no matter who it is, ends up playing you. Um, in fantasy, I think it – I think that's the case. 
Whereas in like the NFL, the number one seed always plays the lowest seed, mm-hmm. regardless of who it is. So honestly, yep. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, why don't I just win and then we'll figure it out next week? Sounds good to me. Deal. All right, I'll get into the matchup here. So we got Paul, uh, the Charlotte regular Nawa, the uh, season regular season highest uh, scorer on the season, but did not get a buy uh, due to Chris's really good defense and uh, fantasy defense, <laughs> apparently. Uh, so he has <coughs> Deshaun Watson against Denver. It's a good matchup. Uh, they should, I think, look to go right at him, try and make Drew Locke beat them uh, in the passing game. So they should have a good, nice spot there this week. Mark Ingram against Buffalo. Melvin Gordon against Jacksonville. Michael Thomas in his 10 for 100 and a touchdown every week against your Niners. So we'll see. Uh, I I guess that's probably the toughest matchup he could get in the week one of the play. We'll see if they can shut him down. Uh, he's rolling out with Amari Cooper. I, yeah, we talked about him yesterday. We won't go into if he should play him or not. Travis Kelsey, always a locked-in uh, top-10 tight end. DJ Moore against Atlanta, another really good spot. Uh, he's rolling with Jamal Williams as of now. He doesn't – okay, I guess he's rolling with Jamal now that I look at it, he really only has Deontay Johnson. Besides that, he's just stacking defenses and looks like tight ends. So I think he's sticking with him against Washington, as you mentioned, a good spot for the Green Bay running backs. And then for uh, People's Republic, he has Russell Wilson against the Rams. I think that, like we said yesterday, I think they're going to throw it all over him. He should, if not match or score more than Sean Watson. Saquon, uh, now with league winner Eli Manning, I think think is back to his he'll come back to his full self this week just in terms of check down and uh smoothness of the offense Carlos Hyde against Denver your start of the week hopefully he gets more than two points as of last week uh Tyler Boyd should be good with Andy Dalton he's playing Hollywood he's got George Kittle Cooper Cup Christian Kirk um I guess I didn't mention the defenses uh Daniel is playing Green Bay whereas Paul is playing Pittsburgh Paul has Harrison Bucker against New England and Daniel has Bagley against Jacksonville. Um, for Hollywood, I think the only other guy that he could maybe play would be Mike Williams. But I think besides that, his line is pretty much set. Yeah, I like it. Each team looks great. And I, I think um, it's going to be interesting. This week, uh, you know, Paul has uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Tom Brady, and Jameis Winston, who he we went over, I just mentioned. Uh, he played Jameis last week, who had 10, and both Brady and Watson had over 30. <clears throat> this week, who would you play? Um, Watson uh, Watson at home versus Denver. Uh, Brady at home versus Kansas City. Or uh, Jameis at home versus Indianapolis. I mean, I would I would play Watson. I I'm think so, of, too. I'm confused on why. Like, okay, I get why he's holding them. But if I were him, I think I would – like, I don't know. I mean, if you look at Watson's game, he had the one bad week against Baltimore – and that's really it. Besides that, I think there's no way you're sitting him. He's – I don't want to say matchup proof, but, like, he's – you're not going to sit him even against New England, which he did. But I don't know. I think if I were him, I would honestly drop Winston and Brady, to be honest. But I think it's a little bit of defense, too, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point of the year and you're in the playoffs, most playoff teams have their quarterback set. However, I mean, Jameis is fucking terrible, dude. Like, I don't even know that he'll be an actual starting quarterback next year. Uh, but he's fine. He's like Fitz Magic, you know what I mean? Uh, he's fine for fantasy. Brady can have good games like 30 last week. So I think it's one of those, like, you don't want to drop it 
and just have have somebody be like, oh shit, I'd rather play Brady over. I don't know, Sam Darnold or, you know, Phillip Rivers in a bad matchup or Matt Ryan in a bad matchup and you just play Brady and he goes off for 30-plus because he can. Um, I think that's probably the mindset, to be honest with you. Um, just, you know, playing a little bit of defense against your opponents at this time of the year. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a strategy, and I just look at Winston's matchups the next two weeks and they're probably the best you can actually get. So I think it's definitely there. I just – I guess the only thing with him is I'm a little concerned of his – lack of depth at the flex positions considering that I mean I would say Mark Ingram and Jamal Williams aren't like the surefire uh plug it like play in every week I mean Mark Ingram kind of is I think but he's kind of a little matter uh just based on his per game numbers sure yeah I mean it's interesting man this time of year I think there's a lot of different mindsets and again with Paul you know like he he was a runner-up last year um you know he he plays well, like he knows what he's doing. And mm-hmm. I, sure. I play in, I play in a couple of leagues where I've got, you know, three quarterbacks and it looks weird when you're in a one quarterback league, but at the same time, like they're not bozo quarterbacks. I mean, all three of those guys are, you know, just strictly matchup plays and you've got three dudes who could put up 30 plus each week. You just got to pick the right one. Unlucky for him last week, that may have cost him a number one seed. Unfortunately, he played Jameis over Brady and Watson and both the guys on the bench went off, right? Mm. So sometimes you're going to get unlucky, but having all those options I think is great for him. Those are our two playoff matchups. They're Hide and Zeke uh, versus myself and People's Republic versus Charlotte Regulanawa. The two winners of that will go on to play Lucas and Chris. We're not sure how the seeding will work out, but I will definitely, uh, of course, go through that next week. Um, But uh, I'm not going to review – the matchups as we have been uh, moving forward for the consolation bracket. But I do want to uh, give quick props and make mention that Prickly Pears and Pelkey Pelkey are playing again. They actually just played last week. They're ended up playing again this week. Um, Nuke took a Duke and dude, you're getting Odell also played last week. They're going to play again this week as well. And then Julio daddy and drew Missick um, playing um, as well. So Chris and Lucas have the, week off um i am i am in in full force here uh trying to move on in the tck pod listener league and you know i just had a couple questions lucas for you and in general kind of fantasy league playoffs etiquette um before we get out of here and my first question that I, i hear on a lot of podcasts i hear uh you know kind of people talking about people dm me about shit in their own leagues and stuff like that how do you personally feel about like trade deadlines are well behind us I have to imagine for the most part how do you feel about teams who are not in the playoffs at all still running the waiver wire at this point now I'm going to put a caveat on it take out dynasty leagues because obviously that matters and you should be running the waiver wire even if you're in last place in dynasty leagues so take those out also take out any type of keeper league because some keeper leagues uh, don't use um, bench pickups like our league of record is a keeper league but we don't allow anybody picked up on waivers we only go with guys that we drafted um, so that wouldn't matter there so take out any keeper dynasty league and if you have a like money um, incentive or something else in your league for the winner of a consolation bracket then there's incentive to play through the consolation bracket and try to win the losers bracket if you will so then you're still obviously making moves there too those are all 
rare, I think, and unusual. So let's take all that away. Regular league, like TCK Podlistering, for example, six teams are in, six teams are out. For the six teams that are out, how do you personally view the etiquette of them continuing to run the waiver wire, put in fab, yada, yada? I mean, I think the really the only way to like go about that is just to have fab, honestly. Like, I think there's really no like right answer to that because yeah, I can say they should be able to use it, but there really is no reason for them to use it. But I feel like it's, uh, I mean, it is just not fair to say that they can't use it. But if you have fab, not all the time, but most of the times, the teams that are at the bottom have used up all their fab. If you just kind of think about it, they're struggling to fill in their roster. They're, I don't know, they're picking up Chase Edmonds or Brian Hills and spending $40 of fab. So I think it's just, that's kind of, I think the only way to kind of get rid of it is just to switch to all uh, fab for your league, just because I think it, in the end, I think it'll even out. Um, and hopefully by the time of playoffs, you're not really in need of uh, the waivers if you stack defenses and quarterbacks to stream and all that stuff. So I think what's interesting, I'm looking at our fab here, and I'm not going not gonna to call people out by name, but the highest fab left in our league um, – is 89, 90, 60, 42. All of those players are not in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, like, and I don't want to say that, like, what I just said is always right, but I think you can kind of, I mean, I kind of have an idea of who they are. I think they just kind of gave up to me. I think, like, or maybe just, like, missed waivers because there's definitely a little correlation to that, too. But I don't really think it's the right answer to uh, allowing them to, stay in waivers or not to be honest so do you feel it's unfair though uh for teams who are not in the playoffs to continue to to run the waiver wire though for example like you and i are in it um we're you know we're looking for a championship in the playoffs they're not um and i'm not talking about listener league specific by any means but just in general the leagues like playoff teams are shooting for something teams are out of playoffs aren't unless there's another consolation do you think it's fair to the playoff teams non-playoff teams are still making those uh waiver wire moves I mean, I think – I guess I just kind of thought about it. I think a way to maybe test that – I don't know if it would, like, so-called stop it would be maybe just, uh, like, pause waivers for playoffs. Like, I mean, it's an interesting strategy, but, like, I don't know. I think it would it would solve all the it – would, it would make people not argue about it, but I don't know if it would actually, like, benefit teams that are in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One thing that I did here – that would have to be a commission thing and your league would have to vote on this and you have to use fab uh, would be if you do use fab, which I do recommend. Um, basically what you do is, you know, everybody has their leftover fab in our league. I'll just go down the list really quick. Here's what everybody's fab is at the end of the season. After a full season, we started with $100 of fab um, 42, 60, 79, zero, 92, six, 89, two, 17, 10, zero. So people are all over the board, right, with their fab. Um, mm -hmm. The idea is once you hit the playoffs, you all of the non-playoff teams, the commissioner would basically zero out their fab. So they're just, uh, like, ineligible to use fab on the waivers. Now, once waivers clear, they can make moves, but they can't make moves during that crucial time period. Um, I think that's an interesting approach. Um, I personally – 
am not super about it. If there's no incentive, I, I think you should back off. Um, <laughs> if you're not in the playoffs and I'm not trying to be rude to non-playoff teams, like, trust me, I've not made the playoffs plenty in my career, but I just think it's like the playoff teams should be at their peak and they should be at the, the highest potential um, for the rest of the season. And I, I just think that's, that's how it should go with etiquette. And if you still have, if you still have trades and shit, that's another thing. Um, non-playoff teams shouldn't be trading unless it's dynasty or keeper leagues. And if you're out of the playoffs, don't go dropping all your guys out of spite. <laughs> Cause that's lame too. Cause then all of a sudden there's a bunch of fish in the, in the pool that, you know, people can go scoop up there. So anyway, kind of a rant. I was just curious uh, how you felt about all that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to dive into a bunch of things that we learned in the fantasy season. We're of course going to recap the whole season. Once we're done here in the next couple of weeks, uh, once the fantasy season is over diving into the NFL playoff season, and we'll do some other different things here on the podcast. Um, but in the next couple of weeks, listeners hit us up, you know, all the avenues are coming up in the outro. You heard them in the break. Uh, Hit us up, shoot us a DM, send an email, whatever you want to do, and let us know what you want to hear on the podcast, what kind of segments either this season um, after the, the fantasy playoffs end in week 16 uh, and 17, and we go into the NFL playoffs and we're still running the podcast. If you just want like playoff DFS uh, for the NFL only, or if you want to look ahead uh, to next season already, um, you know, whatever it is, hit me up. Let's get some, let's get some, uh, user interaction here uh we would love to hear that um and also we have not formally opened it up but lucas and i have a lot of things in the work for the podcast for the different channels we got a lot of things moving um and i just wanted to open up submissions informally that if you're somebody out there who has a skill you think would benefit the podcast maybe contribute to a youtube channel our social media campaigns our graphics whatever if you're somebody out there that wants to get into the industry at this level and kind of get your feet wet and work with us uh we would love your help so please hit us up dm us let us know how you can benefit us and we'll have a conversation about it congratulations on the first round by and the top overall seed uh you'll be sitting pretty this week best of luck in the rest of your leagues uh, any words of advice for the folks uh, sweating it out as uh, as I am here in the first week of the fantasy playoffs? Um, the worst thing to do is to consistently check your lineups all week, but I'm not going to lie and say that I don't do that because I've been doing that and I will continue to do that up until Sunday and the whole day Sunday. Here's what I'll say about that. Every single Sunday in one particular league, it's a, it's a league that I help my brother in because he just he works too much and he's not able to uh, dive into it the way that he wants to, that he used to. So I, I kind of help him out. Every single week for the last like five weeks, I think, there's a random player that I'm like, oh, should I play this guy or should I play this guy? And I go back and forth and I have like the dude I should play in the lineup all week. Sunday morning, five weeks in a row, I shit you not. I sit there and I'm like, you know what? Sam Darnold over Aaron Rodgers. That's the move. I fucking plug him in five minutes before game time and it blows up on my face. So trust your gut. Don't let your brain take over your fantasy leagues. Your gut doesn't have emotion, right? Your heart and your brain have emotion. Let your gut run your fantasy teams. I think that's the best advice I can give. Yeah, I'll take some credit into that one. I told you to start Sam Darnold. So that is my, a little bit of my bad too. You did, and uh, I will definitely have you, you know, I will let you accept at least 30% of that. However, I made the decision ultimately, so I'll take 30%. And another trusty source that I have, a good friend of mine who is all about fantasy, I asked him the same question. He also replied Sam Darnold. So 
will go, you know, 33% across the board. Either way, bad decision, blew up in my face. Nonetheless, still made the playoffs, but could have had a higher seed. All right, man, we're out of here. That is the TCK pod wrap-up for week 13 and week 14 preview for the fantasy football playoffs. I can't believe we're in the playoffs already. Super stoked. Hope you all did wait, uh, well on your waivers. If you have any last-minute start sits for the rest of the week, holler at us. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Get at us. And uh, I believe we're going to try to go live Sunday morning. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think if we can make it work, we should definitely do that. Excellent. So tune in. I'll make a post about it. Um, I am on the West Coast, so I would probably be going on about 9.15, 9.30 a.m. West Coast time. So that'd be, what, 12, 12.30 East Coast time. I'll let you know what time it is, but uh, we'll dive on real quick and be answering questions live. And we'll do our best to get you those hashtag TCK titles. Best of luck this week, everybody. Happy fantasy playoffs. Lucas, any final words? Uh, go Broncos. Go Niners. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Also, make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, Lucas's start column, and our positive and negative matchups for the playoffs. If you gain any value from this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a rate and review for the podcast, and give us a like and a follow on our social medias. It really makes a difference for us. Make the most of the rest of your day. Best of luck in your fantasy playoffs, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Lucas Kaser, I'm Scott Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.